believe. <laughs> I believe. Believe. Like, you know, <laughs> <laughs> believe. Uh, I am uh, Carl. I'm an addict alcoholic, and sometimes I'm an alcoholic addict. And my sobriety date is August 22nd, 2014. I'm Chelsea. I'm an alcoholic, and my sobriety date is February 19th, 2015. This is Sober Pod. Sober Pod is a podcast about recovery that doesn't sound like a podcast about recovery. We are not professionals and do not speak for any recovery groups or organizations. And as always, we encourage you to listen in moderation. Yeah. 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 So, Chelsea, what are we doing? Welcome, welcome, we doing... welcome people who, who just came back from the last episode where we actually are going to read that same thing that we just read. Isn't that weird? People that are actually binging this get to hear it like twice in a row. That's strange. Anyway, sorry, what are we doing? <laughs> we are doing 366 Fucking Days Sober, the book that I am not contributing to, but I'm here for the ride, and Carl is writing his little heart out. Well, you are contributing to it, by the way. You're as we do the episodes, um uh I actually go back in and I'm like, hey, like, you know, listen to Carl and Chelsea talk about this episode, right? So then you can just mm-hmm. go, you know what I mean? So that's kind of contributing, you know? And actually, I mean, you, you've contributed this whole damn time. Just even the conversations are a contribution. You know, if it wasn't for you, I wouldn't be, I wouldn't have anything to write, really. You know, I'd just be... Well, let's, well, let's I would, just say I, I got the easy end of this deal. <laughs> <laughs> You're right, you did. Because it is hard. Yo, know, by the way, I'm up to um, August 7th now. So I'm getting there. It's slow going since I got since I started my job. You know, that mm-hmm. job really pulls me away yeah. from actually doing stuff. Go figure. <laughs> they actually want me to work. In <laughs> you this mean job. you have you, to work? Yeah, weird. And it's terrible. I just can't sit around and write all day long. You know, I gotta do other things. It's terrible. <laughs> all right, so um, so we're doing 366 effing days sober, and we are um, we are doing day. February 12th so we're doing February 12th and uh in this this year just happens to fall on a Sunday Super Bowl Sunday go figure Super Bowl right? Sunday I'm not a Super Bowl fan are you a Super Bowl fan do you do you watch the do you watch the bowl I do but I don't really care about either team this year so I'm oh, mostly doing it because it's an excuse to eat a ridiculous amount of food <laughs> <laughs> and just <laughs> and just yell and at watch a commercials. TV for a little bit. And yeah. Rihanna, like, come on, Rihanna, she's gonna be the the halftime show. I'm about that. There you go. There you go. So, um, so no R. Kelly in this one then. <laughs> no, <laughs> canceled. <laughs> I believe I can fly. Okay, so um, uh, so what we're doing is we are reading uh that. February 12th and then we are responding to it so um, and if you are paying attention uh, you can go back to um, the the beginning of this year which is 2023 oh my god it's 2023 already I'm so goddamn old I feel old Um, it doesn't feel right like anytime I write down the date 
with 23. I'm like, no, it's not 2023 yet. You know, it's that There's weird no time way. of year where you're getting used to <laughs> yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Turning um, all your twos like all th- into threes. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> you just scribble that one out and then put it on there. Yeah. Um, so if you are interested to go back to January, the beginning of the year of 2023, you can listen to us uh, begin the um, the 366 effing days sober where we do the exact same thing that we're going to do right now. And then before that, if you want to go back to March of 2022, you can listen to us to uh, do uh, the book Living Sober, which is very similar to what we're doing now. We re- uh, We listen to a chapter and then we respond on it. And then if you want to go all the way back in time to 2019 and listen to um, Sober Pod, we covered the entire uh, 12 steps, a step a month. And boy, it was exhausting. I got to tell you, it was a lot of work, actually. <laughs> but I'm so something I'm really I proud of. I believe it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And then um, uh, who, who uh, Friends in Recovery, they just, they just did theirs more recently. So if you want to go listen to theirs... This last year of 2022, you can go to, over to friendsinrecoverycommunity.org and start picking them up. Um, and because you know, if you don't get enough 12 steps in you, um, you can you can go for a whole nother year with them. Look at that. Okay, Look Chelsea. That. Do we have hey, any? Um, do Do we have any housekeeping to do? <laughs> housekeeping. <laughs> um, housekeeping. Well, I I want to try and like make this so it's not. It doesn't take me as much time to go over it, but mm-hmm. haven't gotten there yet. So um, if you want to join us, interact with us on our private Facebook group, go to uh, facebook.com slash group slash sober pod. We've got Bang and Bod Phil every Saturday morning. He's doing a beginner's type exercise class that you can get in on. If you participate, just leave him a comment. Um, we love you, Phil. And we also have V Uh-oh. is a member in Sober Pod Live, and she hosts a the official meeting on Zoom for Zo- Sober Pod. Uh, it's called the SOS meeting. And if you want access to that, um, which, by the way, it's every Saturday afternoon at 4 p.m. Pacific, 7 p.m. Standard or Eastern. And then um, to find the meeting information, just go to our website, SoberPod.com, and scroll down to the Life Preserver where it says SOS, and all the meeting information is there. How was that? Was that condensed a little bit? Concise. (laughs) (laughs) Got to work on it. Yeah. Okay. Um. Yeah, we should we should really get the spiel done. You know what we should do? We should just record it and then put it all mm-hmm. up front. You know what I mean? Like we I should like just it. do that. I but like you know it. I hate. To, it's like a commercial though. People are gonna skip over it. It's not fun. It's not engaging. It's not current. I mean, we we could <laughs> we could always put in like our own ad and a word from our sponsors ourselves. <laughs> ourselves. <laughs> what did we have to say about what we say? All right. <laughs> um so let's just let's let's get on with the reading and then get on with the discussion and get on with the the questions and get on with the end of the goddamn show. Ready? I'm ready. Right. Are you pumped? I'm fucking pumped. Let the healing begin. All right. Here it is. This is from <laughs> February 28th. Uh sorry, February 28th. February 12th. Uh 366 effing days sober. 
here it goes. Some people walk in nature, others walk along the pews, some sit for hours, and others take a knee every morning. Prayer can take many forms. We all worship differently. Even people that sit side by side in a church have a different understanding of a higher power. Not a single one of us has the same relationship with the divine. The prayers prayed under covers need no kneeling. It is, it is a song lyric from, 19, from the 1980s. From the 1980s, <laughs> kids. And, and, uh, and if, uh, if, if you understand what it means to be scared and pray for safety, you know the lyrics. The idea here is simple. Try prayer if you are in pain and at the end of your rope, what, whatever form that takes for you. Uh, and after the crisis has passed, try it again. You might be surprised how this impacts your outlook. Reflections. Do you believe in God? Do you believe in a higher power? Do you act like it? Or are you still directing the universe? If you don't have a concept of a higher power, what can you use? Uh, daily challenge. Define your higher power. Sit down and write a paragraph about the qualities of your higher power and keep it simple. Chelsea. What were the qualities of your higher power? I want to. I'm going to pick up from the last episode. You said you had to write oh, that stuff I down. Yeah, I should have pulled out my uh, my little journal. Um, I just remember the gist of it being th- pretty far from the God I was raised to believe in. You know, it was mm-hmm. someone who didn't judge you for how you looked, or you know, necessarily the choices you made if you had you know um tattoos if you had piercings if you had um befriended some people who were not so good such great people like my god did not judge me for that and loved me for it you know anyway um and my god didn't have a lot of like stipulations you know um Basically, it it was more of a loving, I'm here for you, I'm watching out for you, and, you know, the choices you make are yours to make, but it doesn't make you a bad person, you know, whatever Mm -hmm. choice you make. So that was really, you know, it's, it's so interesting, this concept of a higher power, because until AA, I didn't understand that the God... I believed in could be separate from what I was raised to understand God to be. And it could be different from my parents' perspective. It could be different from, um, you know, other people in meetings. My higher power is up to me to define. And I didn't even know that was possible. I, is that allowed? Like, is, isn't that illegal to make up your own higher power? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that's kind of how I felt. <laughs> Sacrilege, um, blasphemy! Oh my gosh, blasphemy! Uh, you know, I think, um, I you know, I've had no other. Um, yeah, here's a, I had a, early in my childhood, very very young, very young. I had, uh, you know, I had that simple childlike understanding of God, right? But I really had, um, uh, I I prayed when I was a kid, like for my, you know, my uh, father to come back, my stepfather to come back, or for people to stop fighting, and, you know, none of that shit ever happened, right? So, as uh, as a kid, though, I so I felt like I was completely, like, um, 
you know, uh, at odds with God, you know, right from the get go, right from the very beginning. And so, um, so I really had this, um, uh, I guess just an understanding, not an understanding. I just had this belief that God absolutely did not exist. First of all, cause if he did, you know, why didn't I get any of those prayers? Because, you know, don't, you know, I deserve those things. Right. Even as a kid. Right. Um, you know, and then, um, and it just seemed like nothing ever went my way, period. You know, so, and it was just like, so there, and as, as I looked around me and, and all the bad in the world and all the bad people that I were in my field of view and, and the way that people treated each other, I just felt like there just couldn't be one, you know, just, and the, so even as a kid, I just, as a, even like, I, I mean, like under 10, I was literally saying mm-hmm. to myself, there can't be a God, you know, and if there is a God, mm-hmm. he's, you know, he's dead. <laughs> you know, he, he died a long time ago. You know, so I, uh, um, so it was really hard for me to like, um, you know, do this, like just this at all, like just even to even write oh, this I'm stuff sure. or to even, mm-hmm. you know, it's like, this is the stuff that always, I still have a lot of conflict over it. Um, but, um, but, but <laughs> I guess we, to answer your question, like, you know, coming up with your own concept of a higher power is like sacrilege. It's like, isn't it blasphemy? Like, are we allowed to do that? It's like, I think that's the only thing that I could have done because every idea that I had, I had old ideas about what it meant to have mm-hmm. a higher power, what it meant to, to believe in God or have faith or you know, anything relating to those things. I was, just, I was just tainted. I was, I was spoiled, you know, uh, milk, it, you know, when it came to God and religion. So, Mm-hmm. And so I feel what, like maybe what, maybe you had to unpack those resentments toward this God idea, God figure, whatever, um, mm-hmm. you know, and maybe that's also why you struggled with, you know, who is my or what is my higher power, you know, because mm-hmm. to my knowledge, that fucker's not helped me my entire fucking life. So... <laughs> like i can understand and i'm sure a lot of people have the same sentiment you know people go through traumatic situations or hard upbringings um or even if they're in a religious family uh those aren't always positive experiences and so i feel Mm -hmm. like uh that that's a very touchy subject for a lot of people in recovery sure but i guess you know one of the things in this writing that um it was more to the point for me, it was um, like, you know, we all do worship differently, but it was about prayer. Right. And I think about prayer sometimes. I mean, and I know this, even though I could sit there and adamantly say, you know, I, I deny the existence of God. Like God does not exist. You know, I'm an atheist or whatever it is. There's always Mm -hmm. that voice in my head that like, you know, or there's always not maybe that voice in my head as much as there was that, there was that need to pray internally, you know, and I didn't, and, and I would deny that I was even doing that, you know, because there's always that voice in my head that constantly would kind of cry out or pray, you know, internally, but never, never did I hit a knee, never did I like, you know what I mean? Um, yeah. And it's different from the, um, from the prayers, like, you know, which I did do, by the way, which is when I was really drunk and I'm praying to the porcelain God 
And I am like, yo, God, if you get me <laughs> out of this, if we could just stop the world from spinning, it will be, I'll never do this again, you know? Um, He's like, yeah, right, and I, I did, fucker. Yeah, if, or, or, the, or there is always the, the jailhouse prayer, right? Because, you know, when you get, when you get, put into your um to the tank or you get put into your cell and you're like you know the door closes and you know immediately you're like you're like god if you can get me out of this one you know a little bit more easily i promise i'll be good right you know it's that kind of a thing so i don't care how um like what do they say um there are no atheists in foxholes you know uh so like during war like you know um when you when you when the bombs are all landing and you're in a foxhole you're fucking praying Mm -hmm. right and i think that was that's a little bit of the idea out of this reading too which is like i think we all have that internal need or desire to pray some of us just do it very differently some of us worship very differently let's just say so um so are you uh, chelsea do you you go to church at all do you are you formal or are you like what what is it nowadays what what happened I do not attend church. I don't identify with any religion. I consider myself to be spiritual. Um, If you want to say I'm a Christian because I believe in a God, okay. I'm not really trying to put labels on it. My way of, and again, I don't like the word worship because it's like, oh, everyone like kneel and you know, bow down <laughs> yeah. to me. That's like, that's what goes comes to mind when I hear the word worship. But I feel like yeah. just having that connection and, um, you know, a lot of it stems from not just like my higher power, but family members who have passed on, who I'm very deeply connected with, even though they've passed. Um, sometimes I'll pray to them. Um, mm-hmm. I, you know, I also don't subscribe to the belief that there's a correct way to pray because when I grew up, there was a proper way to do it and a proper way to not do it. Um, And so, you know, now it's like I can say a prayer anywhere. I can think it. I can whisper it. I can be sitting in my car You know, my eyes don't have to be closed. My arms don't have to be folded or, you know, Mm -hmm. like this. Um, Mm -hmm. It's it's very different and I'm okay with that. Like it's it's up to me to define, you know, how I pray and who my higher power is. And just because you don't agree with it, well, you can do whatever you want. You know, like, um, I I just, I'm, I am focusing on what's helped me and, um, fuck what anyone else thinks really like Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. that's, that's just, uh, that's all I really care about. (laughs) It took me a long time to get to that point. I think of fuck Mm -hmm. what everybody else thinks and just like what, what matters to me. Um, you know, the beginning of that was, you know, my last day of drinking, you know, which was definitely I was um, I hit bottom and I was crying out and I was like, you know, um, I was sincere. You know, I don't I hadn't really prayed like that in like a really long time where I was sincere. And I said, like, I need I need release. I need to get out of this. Like, you know, please, God, I if you like my mind, I was just like, please, like, uh, you know, 
I, I, if you can see this this way out, I would really appreciate it. You know what I mean? Um, but I was crying, you know, and I was, I was, uh, uh, I had reached an endpoint that I didn't understand, and that I didn't know that I could reach. You know, I thought I had hit a lot of bottoms along the way, but this one was was there, and that's why I say in this stuff too. It's like, um, you know, after the crisis has passed, to try it again, right? Because, um, you know, it it gave me comfort in the crisis, but um, I also learned how to, um, you know, have a different relationship with prayer and how it works for me. And that's and that's all that matters. Right. It doesn't matter about like, you know, whether you fucking think I'm doing it right or wrong or, you know, you think I'm you know whatever you want to put a label behind it or you tell me I got to go you know pay my 25 percent to, you know, God only knows who. Right. Um, you know, it's like last time I checked, God does not have an ATM just, <laughs> so, yeah. so, you know what I mean? It just, it was like, um, uh, for me, it became a very personal, like internal thing. And it, and it, and it gave me a lot of comfort and, and yeah. regardless of what other people felt or thought or, you know, philosophized or theorized or whatever, like I could just give a shit because I found something that worked for me. I found a feeling and a sense of spirituality that fit with, you know, my sensibilities. And, and I felt, um, authentic in having, and that was really important for me. I don't, maybe it's, the alcoholic in me or something like, Oh, like I need to be me. I need to be authentically me or whatever. <laughs> but, um, but I really did need to let go of all that old shit, all the old ideas of what I thought like being spiritual meant. Right. I actually had to step into it and do like, you know, what it talks about, um, you know, an appendix two, you know, basically, which is, you know, um, you know, uh, 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 what does it say? You know, uh, prior to investigation what is what is the word again um contempt oh, contempt yes contempt prior to investigation right it's like i that's what i was doing i literally had contempt for um all things you know religious and all things with the word god in front of it and again god just mm-hmm. being a shortcut right being a shorthand for you know so that we understand each other kind of in a general way but it doesn't describe it to the detail or exact right it's yeah. a general term that we use in order to communicate the idea. Um, and mm-hmm. it's not really specific or needed for that matter. So, you know, I, I, um, it was really fascinating to me because when I first got sober, like, I honestly don't even remember the last time I had prayed prior to working on my steps, um, other than when I was absolutely desperate in pain, wanting to stop drinking, wanting the hurt to stop. Before that, I don't know the last time I prayed. So I, it definitely, Mm -hmm. I had to be desperate enough to try it. But in recovery, working on my 12 steps, um, it was such an interesting experience when I was, I had all this discomfort with the change and feeling like I wanted to control everything and nothing was going my way. And, um, the what is it the third step prayer really Mm -hmm. really helped me and anytime I would say that um which I changed the lingo a little bit 
to better fit my needs because <laughs> are you allowed to do that or isn't are you supposed to be no. <laughs> <laughs> but it was interesting when i would say that prayer how much relief i would get just knowing like whatever happens like is meant to happen and whatever doesn't happen mm. you know that's how it's supposed to be and it was such a relief to not have to worry about whatever x y and z was or how it was going to work out because I knew that I was giving it up to my higher power and it was no longer something that I had to worry about. Did you have an experience like that or like come to that realization that I can give this concern to my higher power and they will, you know, remove that burden from me? Yeah. Um, and, and it, and just like a lot of people talk about, like, you know, you, you, you know, you, you take it back for a little while and then you realize, fuck this, you know, I, I, I can't have this control. <laughs> you know, it's, like, yes. it's not my responsibility. Fucking, somebody else take it. Right. Cause you know, you always want to, I, you know, my default is literally to take it first and then realize like, Oh shit, this is not mine to deal with. I fuck it up for a little bit and then I send it back. Right. You're like, Oh no, you fix it. Cause now I'm, I, I fucked it up long enough. You take it back. Um, but I do get better with saying like what you were saying would remind me of like, um, you know, the, uh, like, you know, acceptance statement, right. You know, you know, nothing, absolutely nothing happens in God's world by mistake kind of a thing. It's like, it's all, you know, everything is, you know, the way that it's supposed to be. And, um, you know, it's something that, um, boy, you know, I've, I know I'm, I'm on my third sponsor. Do you believe that shit? Now I've had three spot. I feel like an old person. Oh, you, now. you have a new sponsor now? Yeah. He's, he's listened to this, to this. I've known him for a while. So he's, he listens uh-huh. to this, um, to this podcast hey how you doing sponsor <laughs> anyway <laughs> so but um yeah but so my my second sponsor um that's something he said uh you know john that's what he would say a lot he would say um uh you know yeah all that same stuff that you, you just it's so damn cringy you know you're you know mm-hmm. it all happens for a reason <laughs> you know you're right where you're supposed to be and you know mm-hmm. all those <laughs> stupid things i can't stand but um you know it did remind me of like um you know, the, uh, uh, you know, the little stories we tell of like, you know, it's not my job to steer the, the, you know, to, to steer the boat. It's my job to row, right? Like I get, Mm -hmm. I get to row the boat. That's kind of what, you know, uh, when I think of kind of giving it up and when I think of acting like, you know, that there is a God, that's what I, that's what I think of. Cause a good example of this is like, um, when uh, when I was out of a job and I was applying for jobs and I would sit there and worry about like an interview that was coming up and I would get like I'd be in the mirror, you know, getting ready, whatever. And then um, and I'd be so worried. I would almost feel sick, you know, because I'm like, I just want to mm. get this damn job. Right. And then yeah. um, and then the thought would occur to me. It's like, well, it's not I can't control that. Right. I I yeah. literally have to give it up. And so. um so I would literally say, and I said it out loud at one point. I'm like, because it, it's a it's a it's a, a quote from the big book. He either is or he isn't, right? He, God is everything or he's nothing, right? And I mm-hmm. and I look at myself and I go, either he is or he isn't. Which one is it? And I'm like talking to myself <laughs> basically, like, are you going to give this up or are you going to continue to try and manage this or worry about it or you know, does it matter, right? Because I can. I can just give it up. I don't have to. That's not mine to worry about. Right? Mine is to row the boat, which is to show up for the interview, 
do my best in the interview, right? You know, be pleasant, da da da. Don't beg for the job. Don't be weird about it. <laughs> but 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 you know, and then just <laughs> and then things will job. happen. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> you know what I mean? Though it's kind of like that weirdness to it. You know, I don't know if you, um, if you're like if you ever had to do something like that. But it's like it's so hard. Like when things are completely out of your hands, it's like and you have to recall and go, okay, like before, what would I do? You know, during this before you know recovery is uh i mean i would i would i would manipulate i would scheme i would go looking this person up i would like try to find out you know what the names of their kids are and like i'd be like weird <laughs> to like have the control about it right and then mm-hmm. now i'm like you know what it's like that's too much energy and i i need to stand on my own and just hope that my work and that my that i speak for myself right so yeah. um and again it's my job to row the boat not to go and try and steer the boat. So that's kind of how it, it works out for me these days. I'm not trying to direct the universe anymore, right? So what about you? Are, are, do you still find yourself taking things into control and back and pushing it across the table? And yeah, I, I think you kind of summed it up pretty well, is that we we once we get a little taste of like being in control of things, then it's hard to give that back up. Um, Mm -hmm. and so for me, I, I do go through phases like I am, um, you know, giving it up to my higher power. Like, you know, I'm just going to show up and do what I'm supposed to be doing and it will work out how it's supposed to work out. But then there are other times where I forget, oh yeah, that's like how this works and it's not (laughs) like me, like I can't control every little detail um, so why am I stressing about it or trying to? Um, it's easy to slide back into that because I'm not a perfect person. And this is yeah. a day to time thing that we're, you know, working towards. But I don't think I'm ever going to have it down perfectly, you know. So I I yeah, don't feel it, like I'm directing the universe, but I, I think I pretend to sometimes. Oh, I, that's one of my favorite things to do. <laughs> it's just, but yeah i um i i basically uh i was so that that's who i was before recovery though that's the thing is like to me it's a default position it's something that i immediately just like that's my immediate response is that like to do something you know and to and to you know step in or to take action or reaction or whatever it is but um but these days i just you know i can't i just yeah, you know, it's it's no no way to be happy, right? It's no way to be um no way to work on patience either, you know. <laughs> so you know, all the things that uh you know that I know that I need to do. And and there's no amount of action or activity or forethought, you know, you can't predict the future. And it's funny cuz it's like no matter what, like I and I write about this in some of the other writings of the meditations, which is like I you know, like <laughs> I nothing ever goes the way that I think it's going to go. Like nothing, mm-hmm. nothing at <laughs> all. Like not a goddamn thing ever goes the way I think it, or the way I think it should go. Right. So, um, so again, it's like when you're always at odds like that, why? I mean, maybe it seems a little defeatist for some people, right? You know, because there's yeah. that, you know, when you think you're controlling shit, when you think you are, you actually really do think 
that you know what I mean? Like that you're doing something, that you're impacting things or whatever. I mean, do you have influence? Certainly you have influence. Again, showing up for the interview, right? I mean, if I just sat in my bathroom waiting for the interview to start, it's never going to happen, right? <laughs> like I actually got to step up and go to the interview. That's that's applying my will and my influence, you know, those types of things. But I but I just can't sit there and um and do nothing, right? So so you do do something. You do participate with the divine. And that's what I mean. Your actions, your thoughts, your behaviors, you know, you know, all that stuff that is is going on is us you know, engaging with, with the divine, but we have to know our part. That's why we say serenity prayer so much, you know, it's cause it's, you know, <laughs> it's, what, it's what's into the us, quote you know? that you would say all the time. It's like, it's not, um, essentially it's not about the, um, I'm not responsible for the outcome, but the effort, I don't remember how, how you would say that quote. Yeah, I'm but, I'm I'm responsible for the actions, not the outcome. Mm, right? Yeah, and I so think I, I think that's yeah. really relevant to this conversation is you do have to show up, you do have to put yourself in a situation where you can be successful, can have good things happen or things go your way. Um you know, you are you play a part too. But you're making it a lot easier to happen if you're doing what you're supposed to be doing. Which is what we talk about, you know, um, in in the 12 steps a lot was, like, you know, aligning our will with God's will. Right. Mm-hmm. That kind of a thing. And again, this comes down. It reminds me completely of um, uh, we've talked about it before, which is, uh, you know, uh, you can't, um, you know, if you're hungry and you're sitting in the closet praying for a hot dog, you know, Chances are you're going to starve because, you know, you know, it's up to you to get up, open the door and go find a hot, the, the hot dog is out there, right? <laughs> you know, <laughs> and, 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 you know, and God has given you, you know, uh, you know, whatever, you know, tools to, to, uh, you know, acquire it. Right. So, yes, it does take some energy. It does take some will on our part. It takes, you know, uh, you know the thoughts, the actions, you know, and all the other stuff to go go get the hot dog. You can't just sit around and, and expect it, everything to be delivered to you. Um, you know, you do, there are some actions to be taken. So yeah. On the, um, on the flip side though, is there anything that you have like prayed for or, you know, given to your higher power that didn't work out? Um, I mean, everything, so, <laughs> so, but here's, here's the, here's the question. Here's the, the statement on that too, which is, you know, and I, I have to even like look at it. Uh, I prayed for my dad to come back. You know, if, if, when I was a kid, right. Just as we talked mm-hmm. in this podcast, like if, um, if my dad would have come back, my dad was a, a, a heroin addict and alcoholic, right. What do you think my life would have been like? Had he come into our lives again? You know what I mean? Okay, great. Not you know, great. <laughs> my 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 stepfather, who was an alcoholic, who needed to, you know uh, needed his own treatment. You know, um, you know he was abusive, very abusive to me. I mean, to the point where it's like you know he's crushing me under bed frames. So, um, potentially, could I have died in his hands at some point? Potentially, right? But you know, I prayed for him to come back. <laughs> you know, it's like okay, so. Hmm. You know what I mean? It's like, you know, all the things that, 
you know, again, I, I prayed for this, for this other job. I pray all the time, right? Oh my gosh. I, you know, I, every time I walked into my home when I was unemployed, I was like, God, please let me have a job for my family. My family needs to feel secure. Right. I want, you know, I want this for my family. And then, um, and I didn't get that job, right? Because, mm-hmm. because now I got this job, right? So it's like, and actually this job is way better than that other job. So I'm like, I'm really mm-hmm. glad I didn't get that job now. You know what I mean? Um, so I think it, that kind of goes for it. But again, you know, there's the things that you can really get tied up with, which is probably way too deep for this, for us right now, or for this podcast is, uh, uh, you know, uh, again, praying for your child not to die when they're in the hospital after getting into a car accident or leukemia or cancer. It's like, yeah. you know, um, these are the things that you're like, well, you know, um, again, I don't really attribute all those things to, that's the thing is I don't really, I don't really, I don't really pray that way necessarily. Like, um, in that serious way, um, like I'm not really praying for as much of the things as I'm praying for like, uh, like situational differences, like I like like for my children to be provided for, right? Um, yeah. But I have to remember that when I'm doing that, they're already provided for. I don't really need to pray for that, right? But again, yeah. it's a human, it's a human thing. It's like it's like you know, we. Um, I definitely pray to like you know God where it feels like I'm doing the Santa Claus bit. You know, please bring me a a, a, a big present this Christmas or something, mm-hmm. right? But it's not really like that, is it? You know, nothing is like that. So especially as it deals with with, I guess, a higher power in that aspect of prayer. And even um, even AA talks about, uh, you know, you really you know, you're just supposed to, you know, pray for the knowledge to know the difference. Right. You know, that yeah. kind of stuff um, to be able to discern things, be able to think better or whatever it is. What do you what about you? Do you ever do you ever pray for things that didn't come true and didn't? Yeah, so I was thinking about um, one of the reasons I resented God early, I guess, early along in my life was my brother was in the hospital a lot. He had a congenital heart defect, and there was this time where he was in the ICU, and there were, he was with another kid, you know, in the same ICU, and, um, my my family had like clergy come and do a prayer and then you know they said hey can you go pray with like that family you know they they need it too and both kids were waiting for a heart transplant and you know we're praying we're concerned that he's you know his whole life it was kind of like we don't know how long he'll live Mm -hmm. um and then turns out like the a short time later you know days later this other kid um got a heart transplant and that created a lot of resentment um of course there's so much more that goes into it but in that moment you're kind of like why him and not not me yeah. you know yeah. and and there was a lot of like anger about that and then you know it's interesting because this last year, I learned something that was really sobering. Um, this this kid that my family had, my parents rather, had kind of kept track of and just, you know, wanted to see how he was doing. And um, turns out he had passed away 
a couple of years ago and he had um, had more than one transplant that rejected. Mm. So mm. Would, is that possible that that could have been my brother's outcome? Yes, but I don't know. You know, there's so many variables, but yeah. it was just interesting to think, you know, I wanted that so bad for my brother, but, you know, I still have my brother today, you know, and, mm -hmm. and he had, you know, a longer road, um, more things to go through. But in the end, it kind of worked out in our favor. And it took me how many years of being resentful towards God to realize that this was better for me and better for overall. And I should be really mm -hmm. grateful that I didn't get what I wanted right then because, you know, you know what I mean? Yeah, totally. I, to I totally know what you mean. Cause it's, uh, like I say, we, you know, we, there's no way that we can predict it. And even if we did, um, get what we desired, you know, um, in those ways, uh, it would probably not be as good as we have it. <laughs> you, mm -hmm. you know, so I, I, I often feel, um, you know, it's funny, you know, people talk about, oh, you know, I'm, uh, um, you know, I, who would want to be an, an alcoholic or an addict, right? You know, I mean, that's kind of the thing. Mm -hmm. It's like, so, um, but at the end of the day, I feel so much more, um, uh, I guess, uh, blessed because it did force me to have this conversation of, a higher power it did force me to like um resolve that spiritual conflict that i have or had mm -hmm. um and so i do feel very thankful grateful to having had been put in this position right you know it's a, so it's really yeah. strange kind of a thing you know if i wasn't an alcoholic or an addict i wouldn't i wouldn't have this knowledge that i have today but again what you know but what about the ones that never made it? You know, what about the, you know, it's like we yeah. have to really walk into the acceptance of like those things because otherwise it would absolutely drive us mad. <laughs> so, you yeah. know, that's where I kind of go. It's like, uh, that is a part of life. That is what we do. That, you know, death is a part of it. Sadness is a part of it. Uh, you know, um, and it, who's to say that, you know, it, it is not going to impact me tomorrow, you know, that, uh, you know, uh, you know, whatever, you know, liver's shot and I'm dead, you know, or whatever it may be. Um, but yeah, it, uh, nothing happens as far as I'm concerned these days, um, you know, by mistake, nothing is a coincidence anymore. I kind of get it all that like, and I just don't have the control over it and I don't get to dictate, you know, who comes or goes or, you know, how they go there. I just, you know what I mean? Yeah. So I, I really just kind of try to, um, it really does give me more peace to know that, um, there is a God and I'm not it. Yeah, <laughs> plain and simple. But I mean, in that, and when I say God again, I think it's very different, right? Um, you know, so if you're listening and you hear that, and you're like, because you can hear that, and you and you can hear like the, the, the Christian Jesus Bible thumping God version, mm -hmm. or you can hear like the, uh, the shorthand. I'm just saying God as in a group of drunks version, right? You know, like so you yeah. can, you know what I mean. So it really is for me it's um it's open for interpretation right and it's open for definition um and like what we talked about at the beginning which is it's like it really needed to work for me more than anybody else in the world because uh, you know at the end of the day I'm it you know 
I'm not dictating who your God is, Chelsea, and I'm certainly know that you're not going to dictate who mine is, right? Um, and if you try, then we have to join a cult, and then I got to drink your Kool Aid, and <laughs> it's going to be all really weird. <laughs> well, and I think it's important to to remind everyone that in AA they always, I think, preface it with God of your understanding, and so yes, yeah, it yeah. really is not a collective you know, belief in one specific higher power. It is God of your understanding. Yeah. Or as I like to say, uh, 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 <laughs> a God of my not understanding. Cause I really don't, you know, <laughs> I'm like, I feel like such a, I mean, we're such humans. Like if there really is like this God, God, right? Like how we, it, it's completely unknowable, right? Just mm-hmm. there's no way that we would be capable of ever knowing. So I just kind of like leave it at that. My, you know, bigger and brighter minds than mine have have wrestled with the with the uh, the information and just came up empty. Right. Um, you know, I think even Einstein was, a, a you know, said um, that there was, you know, scientific proof that there that there was a God. Right. Yeah. So it just mm-hmm. all. The, but but. But it, unknowable, of course, right? So the, all, all this other stuff out there that makes you just kind of go, "Yeah, I'm, uh, I'm not it," you know, and I and I'm not, I don't, I'm gonna put, I have quit the debating society, and I am not gonna join it ever again. It's like uh, my done uh-huh. deal. So I've just kind of resigned myself to say, "Hey, I needed the help, I got it, and that's as far as I needed to go," you know. Yeah, that's what really matters to me. So, you know, whether I choose to hit my knees or whether I'm like, you know, I don't know, s- swinging incense around or, you know, I don't know, <laughs> uh, doing doing four days of church, you know, whatever it is that works for me, that's what I'm going to do. Whatever it is that where I can get, you know, find some peace of mind, some joy, some comfort, um, you know, um, that, yeah, and, and not, quote unquote, rest satisfaction out of the world. Um, that's That's what I need to do today. In order to be a human, be a human. Well, Amen. so did did we did we beat this? Um, did we beat off this dead horse? <laughs> 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 yes, uh, I think so. Yeah, I think uh, I think we. Certainly <laughs> 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 Sorry. Okay. So, but you know, um, what what I say at the end of this one. Um, in the daily challenge of it, like keep it simple, right? And this is one of those things for me that I just I just had to keep simple, you know, because mm-hmm. I, when I first got into recovery this time around again, I felt myself doing the same thing, you know, like I was gonna I was gonna I was gonna dance around step two and three and then mm-hmm. bail before I got to anywhere, but um, but I had to tell myself like, just let go, just keep it simple, like there's nothing nothing for you to do here you know you know you're carl you know you're a dude you're like one of eight billion people right Mm -hmm. with a b you know it's like so really uh are you gonna solve the issue carl you know and i'm like no (laughs) (laughs) so i had to keep it simple from there (laughs) yeah yeah right yeah but but yeah no no for sure okay so I think we're um I think we're done. I think we've cooked it. I think it's baked. I think we're gonna pull it out of the oven and um, I am not uh, baked for for everyone. <laughs> oh yeah, oh, uh, sorry. Wondering. Gotta watch my language. 
It was a cooking <laughs> metaphor, people, not a smoking metaphor. A cooking metaphor. Are you a California <laughs> <right>. sober, Carl? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Edibles, man. Got to bake that shit. <laughs> All right. All right. So, um, so tune in. Tune in. What is next week? Tune in next week as we disc. What is the date next week? Do we have a good calendar uh, date? Is the nineteenth. Nineteenth is will be like a Sunday. Let's do see. Let's see. The nineteenth we will be we will be doing February nineteenth. Oh, this is shit. Look at this one. Good grief! I say, uh, when someone you love is gone, it leaves a significant hole that fills with sadness, fucking complete malaise. That's the only way to describe it. The hurt of loss lingers and nags you at the back of your mind always there to remind you that you had a good thing and lost it. The love of another soul, the ability to love another soul, it doesn't matter if it's a family pet, a horse, or a fucking goldfish. Oh, sorry, I just put fucking fish. Uh, <laughs> the loss is still there, <laughs> still nagging, and it can be painful. Grief has a way of sneaking up on us all. It takes many forms, and we all experience it differently. We all have our own way of moving through it. Reflections. If you are feeling a loss today, stay with it. Feel that shit. Feel it fully. It's okay. Daily challenge. What can you do to, today to honor those that you have lost? Oh, it's going to be a super hmm. sad one. That's okay. <laughs> I'm sure we'll make okay. make some inappropriate jokes along the way. No, I, I you know I, I'm, I, I've had to do too much editing when I do that stuff, and uh, I don't. <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to edit. I don't want to edit anymore. Okay. Um so tune in next week when we when we when we discuss uh good grief. Good uh, grief. Know. So so Chelsea, what do you say to the to the kind, loving, uh voluptuous people? <laughs> Deuces. <laughs> what does Carl active. say? Stay active, stay sober, and see you motherfuckers. Ha, ha, ha.